Sometimes the fun begins when the paved road ends. Chevy Silverado 2500 HD is made to work hard and play hard on the road or off. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details and experience life in HD. And 20 WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth back with you. We're in for Patty Vasquez this week, hanging out, doing the things, doing the things, talking about all kind of good stuff. We have had some delightful conversations so far this week. We're with you tomorrow, and then Esmeralda Leon and John Hansen will be in with you on Friday in for Patty. So that's going to be great. You definitely want to stick around for them. Um, we have lots to do this evening. We do. We have a full docket of full. sorts, <laughs> like we're. At the court, we're on the we're the court of Guth and Bosworth, <laughs> the court, the quirkiest little <laughs> the quirky legal court. proceedings. Yes. Anyway, we got lots to do we and do. lots to discuss, and um, we're gonna get started with we have a very special guest in studio celebrating her three month book anniversary. A book anniversary. We have Kelly Kitley. She's here with us. She wrote a lovely book. It is called Myself: An Autobiography of Survival. And she is a psychotherapist in private practice right here in Chicago. Welcome to the program. We're glad to have you here. Thanks. So so good to be here. We're glad you're here. And happy three-month book anniversary. Thanks. I love that. book anniversary. How does it feel to have three months? Oh, my gosh. I am in awe. And it's a time to reflect and to think about what I want to do moving forward. And um, it feels really good. So for those who may not be familiar with the book, tell us about it and how you like to describe it for people. I like to describe, I kind of keep it vague because there's a lot in there and I think there's some words that scare people. Um, So I keep it pretty general in saying it's a book about women's mental health and um, some of my experiences that I want to share in my strength and hope. Mm And when people read it and come to you at signings and things like that, as you've been doing that for the last few months, what, um, what, uh, I, this is my favorite thing to ask authors because mm-hmm. oftentimes, you, you know, you give your book to 10 people and you'll get 15 different takes on it or, or things they believe it's about. Right. What has been surprising to you about reactions people have had to your book? Well, the people that actually say something, because, you know, there's a lot of people who read it who don't say anything, um, are the people who really connected in the sense that, you know, they may have had totally different upbringings than I did. um, But the idea of being vulnerable and going through something, and we all have gone through something in our life and we're surviving something, um, and that relatability component is just beyond my wildest imagination the conversations that I get to have with people um, that I just met is spirituality to me yeah and um, I wanted to ask too what when people come up to you and because I've sort of written up this solo show that's personal and um, do they how how are you able to deal with because this book is about family as well mm-hmm. and um, trauma in some ways mm-hmm. um, do you find yourself having to um, how do you do that when someone comes up to you and says, I love this book. I had this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you need to, I mean, you probably want to help, but you need boundaries. Like how, how do you do that? Well, mostly people like to tell me in written form. 
you know, I think people can be more open um, because usually when I'm seeing people and we're talking about the book, it's in a public place. Mm-hmm. And so typically um, people don't feel super comfortable opening up um, in that capacity. So um, a lot of times people will send me an email or um, I've even had handwritten letters delivered to my office uh, right up the street here. And that is awesome because who gets handwritten letters anymore? Um, So I hold on to them, you know, and I reread them and um, bearing your soul is not the easiest thing to do and not everybody agrees that it was a good idea. Um, And so the little pieces that I get of people saying, gosh, I really connected with that or thank you so much reminds me like, I think I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean, there seems to be a component of service involved Mm -hmm. with this with this um, book and um, deeper than just passing on the good and but um, of service, uh, emotional service to others to freedom to then sort of maybe investigate their own family and their own trauma in some ways mm. in a lovely way that's Thanks. yeah that's not you know preachy like I did it and you can you sure. can get better too but more like this is my experience here's my experience strength and hope mm-hmm. and I share it to you and then I mean I think that the evidence that it's it's doing good things is is the amount of letters and sharing that you do receive from people that you don't know yeah you know yeah it is and and you never know who you're gonna touch when you decide to release something like this and you know it's been really hard for my family members um because they didn't ask for me to share this story and I'm the oldest of five and all of us have very different I mean if you were to sit us down we'd all have a different idea of what our family dynamic was like Um, and there was so much good in the mix too Um, but like any family there are things that I think when we can take a step back and say that seemed normal (laughs) at the time but um, you know maybe that wasn't so normal Um, and I reveal some of those things in the book as well. We're talking with Kelly Kitley, psychotherapist in private practice here in Chicago and author of Myself, an Autobiography of Survival. We're going to take a little break and we come back. We will continue this conversation. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez here on 720 WGN. Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez tonight, hanging out with you till two o'clock, talking about all the things, all kind of stuff. We have very special guest Kelly Kitley in studio with us. She is the author of Myself, an Autobiography of Survival. That is a fine book, and I recommend you all go find it and read it because it is good. It is good stuff. And it, it is great. It stuff. is worth your time to read that book. Yeah, and I wouldn't tell you that if I didn't mean that. I'd be like. Mm, it's a it's a book that's there. It's a book. It came out, and <laughs> it has pages. It has pages and, and a cover, paper. <laughs> and some paper and words on it. Yes, thank you. But yeah, no, that for real, this book is a good one. It is. So right before the break, we were talking a little bit about about family reactions because anytime, I think even with fiction, you're gonna run into that. Like my book is fiction, and the first question I always get is. Is it an autobiography? And I was like, well, one person is a serial killer and another one is a heroin addict. No, <laughs> not really at all. Although it, it could, I mean. It could be. It could be. But it's not. But it is not. Um, especially not the serial killer. 
heroin. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> For me, the, the, I would lean towards the serial killer. I know. I was like, which one are you thinking I could have done? I was thinking both. Yeah. For you. I mean, anyway. I could work it out. No, I have I, I no, am neither of those things. No. But then the second question is always, are people mad? I was like, who? Who? And people see themselves in it. Like, I, there was, like, someone I dated was like, oh, I, I know I'm that character. I was like, you are not even on my mind in one word of this That's That book. reminds me of, you're so vain. Oh, yeah. gosh. You probably think this book is about you. <laughs> right. But yet, when when family stuff gets in the mix, it gets very complicated because they push our buttons and we love them and mm-hmm. they push our buttons again. And, you know, there's all this stuff. So how did you first have that conversation with your family. Like, hello, I'm happy Thanksgiving. I'm about to write something that's going to infuriate you, potentially. Well, um, I started writing the book about nine years ago, um, right after my second daughter was born, as I was struggling with um, postpartum anxiety and panic. And um, my lovely husband took the kids back to see his family at the Jersey Shore. And I was like, I'm going to write this book. And I sat in my apartment in Santa Monica for, I think, two weeks and did nothing but write. I just needed to get it out on paper, all my thoughts. Um, and at the end of those two two weeks, a very rough draft, I sent it to my sisters and my mom and said, hey, I'm thinking about publishing a book. Would you mind reading it? And my sister read it and told my mom, I don't think it's a really good idea for you to read that. So she didn't. Um, And, you know, that was nine years ago. We've come a long way as a family and we've evolved. And um, I try to be extremely sensitive to their feelings around it. And um, I can't change what I've written. And, you know, I think sometimes people ask, like, well, why didn't you let me read that and give you feedback. And there were people in my life who did do that. But if I asked for all of my family's feedback and kind of oh check boy. mark, mm-hmm. <laughs> the book probably would have never gotten written. Sure. So um, I, I did try to use a very mindful eye in what I portrayed. Yeah. Yeah, I think the it's respectful. And it's also, there is, for me, reading your book, a lack of judgment. Yes. Which I think makes all the difference. Totally agree. Because you're not saying these people are bad people. It is your experience and what happened in your heart, mind, spirit in reaction Mm -hmm. to what you experienced in your family and then later on with other people in your life versus these people did something to me Mm -hmm. that I, you know, shame on. There's like... Well, that's an important shift. I think that's a really important shift. I think a lot of a lot of stuff around mental health and healing and all that. A lot of times, it is you did this, and 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 I think it's an important tonal shift to say this was my experience. Take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. Feel free to ignore it if it doesn't work for you. As opposed to this was done. Yes, this that's that. It's subtle, but it's a very it's it's very and it's also um a uh, for me as a reader. Uh, a better read when when the the tone and the is more of this is my experience um i own it mm-hmm. um it's more interesting because then it is um i can step back and see people you know not as good or bad in your autobiography they just are they yeah. are and this is your experience of them but it's it's mm-hmm. pretty not neutral but yeah it was not there's no shame and judgment that i experienced 
Good. So there was a piece that was uh, written about you and your book in Chicago Tribune, written by Heidi Stevens, the great. And um, there was something in there that really stuck out to me that, that I want to highlight a little bit. We got to take a break here in a second. But on the other side of news, I want to talk about this because it is really about the power of speaking up, particularly um, women sharing stories with each other mm-hmm. and, and not just the power of doing so, but the downside of not doing so, I think is really, really important. So we're talking with Kelly Kitley. She is author of Myself, an Autobiography of Survival. Highly, highly recommended. Gorgeous book. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN. I gotta just listen to that one for a minute. Yeah, it's a good one. I gotta tell you, Michael Kelly is a, a music wonder. Esteemed producer Michael Heideman here. He also he has a podcast. It's called Sound Sessions. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. He hosts it with Kevin Richter, who mm-hmm. is Bill and Wendy's producer. Uh huh. He and covers a wide range of musics, too. He's not like a, a youngster that just plays a certain type. <laughs> yes, it's uh, everything from the Beatles to Chuck Mangione to... <laughs> Which we did last night repeatedly. We yes. played that song so many times. And I <laughs> subsequently played it all day to myself. Yeah, oh, same. is that nice? Yeah. Same. We can share in our music prowess together. We can just enjoy in the, yeah. the love for music. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the sound sessions. Check it out on WGNRadio.com. It's it's or one. your WGN Plus app. That's right. Or on iTunes. We'll talk or about apps anywhere. later. Just give me a call on my cell phone. I mean, <laughs> call him on his cell phone. Visit yeah. him at home. He'll help you. <laughs> Here, let me, let's, here's his address. Here's his address. Show up. It's fine. His phone number and his social security number. I'll bust out my guitar. We'll play a few songs together. It'll be great. Oh, that's sweet. That's an awe. Okay, great. He's like, I will not call 911. Right. I will let you into my house. I, yeah. Good times. <laughs> yes. So, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth here in for Patty Vasquez. We're with you until 2 o'clock, and we're back tomorrow. And we have a very special guest in studio. We're joined by Kelly Kitley. She is a psychotherapist in private practice right here in Chicago. And she's also the author of Myself, an Autobiography of Survival. It is her three-month book anniversary. Happy book anniversary. Thanks. Yep. It's exciting. It's an exciting thing. So a few months ago, weeks, uh, yeah, months, a while back, Heidi mm-hmm. Stevens from the Chicago Tribune wrote a lovely piece. Um, and, you know, I feel like in the in the current political administration, something could have been two days ago. And I'm like, was that like a year ago? When was that piece written? I can't Things believe it. Yes. So fast. I I'm don't like, know. It's, it's amazing yeah. how much has gone on. I'll say like, oh, the other day, remember when this happened? People were like, that was October, yeah. Guth. I'm like, well, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Point being, at some point, Heidi Stevens from the Chicago Tribune wrote about you and your book, Kelly. And there was a line in there that really stuck out to me. It was really this little section about, um, I'm just going to read it. It said, her family, she said, tended to avoid emotionally difficult topics. Nobody was acknowledging any of our issues. So I always thought, gosh, something must be wrong with me. It wasn't until I started hearing other women's stories that I was able to start healing. That stuck out to me so boldly because I think that is such a, that's a much more common experience, I think, than we're willing to always talk about. And it gets meta very quickly because by not talking about it, we're doing the very thing that it's kind of perpetuating. And I think there is not only, uh, you know, does that point to the dangers of not talking about about important topics and important stories, but I think the, the absolute importance of doing so. 
And so I wonder if you could just kind of speak to that a bit, because I think it's such a big through line in so much that we do and so many things we talk about and think about beyond, um, you know, beyond mental health and in so many Mm -hmm. things in our world, politically, in the workplace, like all this stuff. Because I think that's that's maybe socialization for, you know, whatever the that's just the, the tide right now. We tend to like, well, I must be doing something wrong. I need to fix me as opposed to turn around and I don't know punching the culprit in the face metaphorically or, call, or yeah <laughs> calling it out mm-hmm. saying something yeah yeah you know I found because so many things that I experienced felt very shameful to me um and I was embarrassed and it wasn't really things you talk about you know um there's a couple pieces in the book about uh sexual abuse and sexual violence and sexual assault um people don't talk about sex when they're having good sex so to talk about sex that is dysfunctional or violent or um you know anything that is really difficult around a woman's body it's people don't want to talk about it they don't want to hear it they please like that's private and um you know for me something that was so healing was I would go into Barnes and Noble when I was in college and like get all the memoirs out and sit on the floor and take notes and um, like I didn't feel alone. And then I took it a step further and started, you know, in different kinds of groups with other women and was like, oh my gosh, you feel that way too. Um, And then I started doing it in my personal relationships and I mean, that's even harder because you got to show up and see those people day in and day out. But those are the intimate pieces that is like, oh, I'm so glad I said something, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think a lot of people walk around not saying anything. And then, like you had said, that that idea of the perpetuating, making it worse and feeling alone and then you know, nothing good comes out of that. No. In fact, I I think it directly leads to, like in your book, addiction and mental illness and, and people, I've known people in my life who have taken their own lives mm-hmm. on, because they have held on to that stuff for so long and made it that, that they were, they were shameful. Their existence was shameful mm-hmm. by not calling it what it is and reaching out and telling someone else hey this is going on because you know it happens all this stuff that you're talking about and what amy said all over in every field our our experiences can be you know we were told it did not happen and that's crazy making absolutely crazy making Mm -hmm. so can we like just start chipping away a little bit and you know that's my goal is to really open up the dialogue and to eliminate that shame and I I mean I do think there need to be safe places to talk about it you know and people that I see in private practice oftentimes come in because they do feel so much shame and so to start there in a safe environment and then to continue to grow that's been my experience and it's taken me a really long time but um, I'm also only 39 so I have a long way to go and I hope that I can continue to make that change and that impact on a larger scale. You know, interesting that you mentioned memoir and the and the role that that played for you before you wrote this book and how that was so healing and anchoring to you. Um, 
memoirist and journalist and speaker and wearer of many hats, Michelle Weldon, has been um, uh, on this program mm-hmm. many times, and um, I've had her on my shows. And um, she's such a lovely person and so thoughtful and, and, and so brilliant with the work that she does. But we had a conversation about memoir um, not even that long ago, just, just maybe a month ago on, on here on the air. And we were talking about the, the way that men and women approach memoir so differently. And for men, it's usually, I accomplished I overcame, but but it's through the lens of accomplish. I dominated the following. And for women, it tends to have a more confessional tone. And interestingly, even in the business sense of the literary world, memoir has been a way that when women were not getting giant book contracts outside of like chick lit mm-hmm. and, and romance books. novels and cookbooks and things like that and, and Martha Stewart kind of stuff, lifestyle things, it was like the back way in to get the seat at the table and get this get a thing that would get a screenplay written and a, and a seat at the table and, and get big bucks because suddenly so to me it's, it's a direct line of the way like oral traditions of folklore even was passed of this interesting storytelling for women that I think is so important for, for that just memoir has this bigger role than I think we we mm. give it credit for mm. I love that I love that idea the storytelling behind it you know and when I I pitched this book to 30 publishing companies and um, everybody told me nobody wants to read a memoir of somebody that they don't know and um, I, I didn't agree with that and then um, did find a publisher who supported it um, very well and we worked very closely together for two years and then um, he backed out two weeks before we launched. Wow. So I self-published on Amazon. Um, so I, that is how much I believe that this message needs to be out there. Wow. We're getting um, texts about where where people can find the book, find you, websites, just so you know. So we should, we should put that out there because awesome. we're getting texts. So okay. where can – just let us know where – Yeah. Your, what, where, where do we find more? Yeah. Amazon. Amazon is the best place. That's where I published. Um, I do a lot of speaking engagements throughout Chicago. I'm doing a TEDx talk in Lake Forest in the fall. Um, And I really (laughs) travel with a little roller suitcase and set up shop, little pop-up shops. And um, so I post a lot on on social media so people can find that. Um, You have a website? I have a website, yep. Um, Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. Kitley K I T L E Y dot com, and you see and you see um, clients in our fine city. I do, just yeah. a couple blocks away. Yeah. Um, yes, I have a private practice at the corner of Michigan and Chicago, and I see men, women, couples, um, a wide range. I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist, so I, I do work on helping people restructure their automatic negative thinking and changing their behaviors. Um, and then I do do longer-term psychotherapy as well. So I love what I do. I really do. And how, how long have you been in that field? Was it was it the original field that you set your sights on? Well, actually, I, <laughs> I'm looking at Jen because um, Jen and my husband went to DePaul together DePaul, in the theater, the theater school. school. And as, as a Chicago native, I actually thought I wanted to be an actress yeah. and I um, auditioned and I didn't get in and I was like oh. to the theater school yeah I did and I, I was working at my parents bar at the time um, which is very close to there and um, I'm so glad that that didn't work out because we don't need two actors in the family <laughs> we were also 
<laughs> one of our big topics yesterday was rejection and yeah. how there it's a blessing in disguise or not even in that much disguise. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. My life would be so different if if that worked out for me. I'm glad it didn't. Indeed. Look at the impact you're having by taking the path that you're on. The book is called Myself, an Autobiography of Survival by Kelly Kitley. We'll be right back in just a bit on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Hello, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez with you till two o'clock. We're hanging out with our very special guest, Kelly Kitley. She's a psychotherapist in private practice right here in Chicago. In fact, she's so close. Her office. You said where is it? Michigan and what? Chicago. Mm-hmm. You might get a whole bunch of Tribune employees running over there hey. for like a touch up during the day because <laughs> it's a rough time to be in the journalism world. Tune-up. I say that. Just stop by for a tune-up. We could all use a tune-up. Just be like, you know, the White House is really throwing a lot at me today. Can I just get like 10 minutes of something? Help me. Healthcare. (laughs) I need help. Help sister out. Yeah, that that might be a thing that starts happening. You can have like a little drive-through tune-up just for journalism. That'd be good. That'd be good. Um, So you have an event coming up. It is sold out, but there is a wait list. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the event. So Credo Beauty is a all-organic, natural beauty supply. I like it. Um, I love it already. Yeah, in in Wicker Park on Damon. And my sister is running the store, and I she is hosting an event for me about loving yourself from the inside out on Thursday night, um, the 19th. I'm sorry, Wednesday, Wednesday. night, mm-hmm, the 13th, the 19th from um, six to eight. And um, because there's been such an interest, we will probably do these quarterly. Great. Um, and my other sister will be teaching yoga there on Sunday nights. So, um, yeah, the, family shop. You guys have everybody covered. <laughs> Everything's coming. Mind, body, spirit, yeah. girls. Yeah. yeah. All set. All set. Wow. Yeah. So, again, people can find the book on Amazon. It is called Myself, an Autobiography of Survival by Kelly Kitley, our special guest. So you want to do that. You want to go to her website. You want to do all those things. Keep up with her. But before we go, I know we got to go to news here in a minute. But before we go, yeah, I believe you have special questions. I do. Too. So I like to ask this question to um, especially women um, that I like mm-hmm. and that are doing important things. Um, the question is this. If you could do one thing and not fail, what would you do? Like no matter what you tried, mm-hmm. you could only succeed at it. And this answer can be anything. Oh, that's not the question I thought you were going to ask. Oh, really? No. The way you set it up, I thought it was a different question. Look at that. Secret. Wow. I would love to turn the book into a feature film. Fantastic. Oh, if only you I knew. put it out there. If only you knew a filmmaker sitting If in only you knew a filmmaker uh-huh. sitting I know, across. I know, I know. Um, amazing. Mm-hmm. Would you play yourself in the film? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's playing who's you playing in the film? Then? I don't know. I like a little Reese Witherspoon from yeah. Wild. I thought she was I pretty could see good. That. That's good. Yeah. I could see it. Mm-hmm. So that's what you do. See, I like asking that question because what, what comes out is always, we put it out there into the universe yeah. then and you never yeah, know. That's true. Mm-hmm. Jen, who's playing you in the movie of your life? Oh, Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> what? I want it to be Bill Curtis. Um, not. I want it to be someone totally. Like you didn't even flinch. No, you didn't I look love up. Don you were Knotts. looking down. You were like Don, Don Knotts. <laughs> I think Don has passed on. Maybe Don Knotts Jr. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. What about you? 
Well, here's how I feel about it. So I, um, a lot of times people say, oh, you look like that woman that played <laughs> Dr. Cuddy on House. They are Lisa, correct. Lisa okay. Edelstein. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's very flattering. Thank you very much. But I also think like if I get to cast the movie of my life, I might go a little younger. Sure. <laughs> you know, like might as well upgrade. Like Lisa Edelstein is lovely, but we're a little closer in age. So I'm going to go like, why not? Let's say little little Gal Gadot on that. Yeah. I mean, we're the same in that we are white women with dark hair. And so therefore she clearly could be my stunt double. <laughs> She could. Yeah. I was going to say a little Natalie Portman. Sure. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like her. And I think she's talented. And she's spunky. She's spunky. Grit. <laughs> I mean, I would say no to, like, I would not say no to any of and these. I, like, I believe she went to Harvard. I think so. Yeah. And she has, like, a PhD in, in awesomeology. Molecular no. biology. Something. She's super smart. So, anyway, we've now cast, I don't know, for real, I don't even know. Maybe, but maybe we could do a feature film with those characters and just you know what has come up lately is we Amy and I have been casting people's <laughs> movies for them. Okay, we had a filmmaker the other night yeah. and I said, oh, that's cool because I really want to be in a horror movie and play the one that like falls over the tree root she and said, screams. I'm making a horror movie. Just, I'm making a horror movie. That's You're... not the role I have for you. I need you to be the serial killer. And I'm like, done. That's fine. Yeah. I'll do that. I'm I'll in. be the killer. See, that's why you got to put it out that's there. That's why I got to put it I out there. I want to be the friend that's like, don't go. <laughs> We're going to be, you're going to be killed. And like, Heidemann got all the sound effects yeah. going, so we were acting it out. I was like, no, I just have to catch. I'm just going to check on the other campers. And I'm like, there's fog. I'm going to go yeah, out there. There's He's got lightning, lightning going. And I'm going, let's call 911. <laughs> we're supposed to call the authorities. No, no, they're just down here by the dock. I'm sure I'll find them. And, and I'm the one. I'm, you're you the caretaker. What? You're like Daphne, and I'm Velma. <laughs> I always forget which one is which. The do- I'm the dark-haired bowl cut. and she's always the practical one like let's Thelma oh Thelma Thelma. not Velma there's Thelma and Daphne thank you who's Velma Thelma not Velma Velma. or it's Velma is it Velma or Thelma Velma it's Velma I have no idea she's the one with the glasses yes Velma 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 Dinkley is her full name that's me I am you know what in in the movie of my life Velma Dinkley would play me (laughs) I can't even okay okay Good times. Good times. <laughs> Good times there all around. Go. That noise means that we need to get ourselves to news. But thank you so much thank for being you. with us tonight. Everybody, the book is called Myself, an Autobiography of Survival by Kelly Kitley. Get thee to Amazon. Get yourself a copy of it. It is a fine read. I highly, highly recommend it. Go to her events. Connect with her on social media and websites and all that. And find out about her events. And uh, the one at coming up on Wednesday at Credo in Wicker Park is sold out. But there's a wait list. And there will be many more events there. But thank you so much for being thank with you. us tonight. Thank you. This song was like the best closing credit song of every movie in the 80s. It really was. It's a good one. It's a good closing credit song. I feel like... Hi, by the way. It's Andy Guth and Jen Bosworth. (laughs) How are you? We're in for Patty Vasquez. Enjoying all the good jams. This this is a jam. It's a great song. I feel like it might have been the closing credits of Working Girl, something like that. Maybe. What was that? 
Working Girl. It's been it's closed out a bunch of movies. It closed out a lot of movies. This but is I, I'm trying to just pick the songs closest to Chuck Mangione <laughs> for tonight, so I can just keep it like, like all good you, positive vibes throughout the entire night. Good. If we you put it them. on like if someone had a Chuck Mangione Pandora station, you'd probably get all kinds of wondrous music. <laughs> I'm sure that exists. There's got to be. Oh yeah. If not, we're making that right if away. If not, I'm, that's my life's mission. A.K.A. the Amy and Jen bump music for the night. Yeah. I'm going to be playing that all night. Thank you. You're very welcome. I have a I have a Spotify playlist of just bump music. And anytime I hear a song that I like that has a good long intro, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's a good jam. I want that. Yeah. Now it's like 600 songs long. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll go through and pull some out that I'm like, I'm, I'm always getting that song. I'm going to take it out. You- you switch it. I switch it out. Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh, Goof. Yeah. Keep it fresh. But I am like a super big Smiths fan and big Cure fan. So anytime the Cure or the Smiths make an appearance, I'm like, oh, it's, it's now, good. Did it's the close. Cure tour recently? Um, do you know? Do, do you do, you do a lot of concert know. situations or no? The, the last time I saw them was Riot Fest about two years ago. That's very recent. It was great. It was a great show. It was so fun. And I was there and I had on like ripped up tights and and boots and i was standing in the mud and i was like you know what 1992 amy guth would be proud of 2015 amy guth good job i i would like to start a hard rock band great i don't know how to do it though i really do i was listening to some hard rock today i like what were you listening to i was listening to soundgarden and um i was r.i.p chris yeah exactly and i was also listening to um some Nirvana and stuff, but I, I really, also R.I.P. Yeah, we could probably just everybody from that era. Somebody go put uh, Dave Grohl. Somebody and put Eddie, Eddie Vedder, Vedder in, in a bunker. bubble wrap in a bunker. <laughs> yeah. um, and Dave Grohl, yes, please. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how. How do you start a band? You put an ad on Craigslist. Well, it used to be you just put a flyer up. Oh, maybe I'll start doing that. You just put a flyer up a, at a bar, or a coffee shop, and you just go, yo. I want to start a band. And you list your musical influences. Okay. And you say, I'm looking Chuck to start Mangione. a band. <laughs> I'm looking to start a band that sounds like the following. I want to do a mix of Chuck Mangione mixed with Soundgarden. What does that mean? <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know what that. And what role will you it'll play be, in this band? It'll be called Chuck Garden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I want to sing. I want to be the singer in the rock in a hard rock band. Okay. So I'm just putting it out there. So get yourself to Craigslist okay. and go. I am a singer, and I would like to start a rock band, and I need it to sound like this, and so I need the following musicians, and send me your demos, or let's get together and rock out, or most people have like a little clip of audio they can send. Okay, here's the thing. I never have been in a band, and I don't really know if I can sing. I might be a vocal stylist. Maybe find that out. Only one way to find out, Jen. there's only one way to find out. Two, three, four. (laughs) Come and knock on our door. (laughs) We'll be waiting for you. There you go. Like that. Done. Step one done. I I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because we were listening to such good music, and I was like, music is important, and I want to be in a band. Um, So you went to the Cure concert. I just Mm want to, okay, and have you seen Morrissey in concert? Oh, repeatedly. Okay. Um, I I planned several months of my book tour around his concert schedule. Did you really? I did. I did. That is... I've seen Morrissey many times. Okay. Um, the... Was it the last time or one of the last times was at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. I <gasps> went down there to see him because not a lot of Morrissey fans in Nashville. So I, w- I had front row center 
seats and to be at the Ryman it's a it's I've seen pictures I've never because you're right there and you like put your hand on that stage and you're like well everybody's been everybody's been here Johnny Cash has been here Elvis has been here I mean there's like cool history happening there so um that was a really good show Wow. That was a really good show. I managed to punch someone in the face in the audience. Actually, the neck. and On purpose? Absolutely, because he, he kicked me in the head. And, Wait a minute. And high-five Morrissey. Um, mosh is a strong word, but there was a an enthusiasm pit up front. I was like, this is my seat, and I will be sitting here. Lots of men who have Morrissey hair back up. Wow, they, I, I, I really wouldn't think that, you know, they would get aggressive at a Morrissey concert. They were just so excited to see him? That's any concert. People oh, okay. just get, you know, go. people never get go. rowdy. They're upset because it took two hours for him to come on stage. Also, and that he canceled be. 16 shows. <laughs> what for? He's, he's, oh, that's what he does. Every oh, tour. that's his jam. That's his jam. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm willing to travel because if he if he says, okay, I'm going to tour and I'm going to go to 20 cities, it is almost guaranteed that he will only do the first eight but cities. On what the- happens to him? He gets angry. Well, or? he's had some health stuff. Oh, he's had some health stuff, but he okay. also probably just says, "I'm I'm tired of this." Like he gets Christine Young has been his opening act for years and many tours, and they get in a fight all the time. Oh, like a very big public brawl. You oh, know? I mean, look at the, what he did when he came to Chicago. He was supposed to have those Civic Opera House shows that everyone yeah. was so pumped about, and then Never he came really. to Riot Fest and made them stop selling meat just yeah. for him to perform. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty high order. Yeah. I think that I think I he's think I heard that yeah. male diva. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that, that kind of, those kind of quirks are interesting. Like, they are. Tori Amos makes um, sh- for outdoor venues. She she wants a non-smoking area, yeah. but she's like, I'm up here singing my heart out. I don't want cigarettes. Yeah, that's smoke. really that's understandable. Reasonable. That's reasonable. That's a health thing. Yeah, and she's been on that since. I mean, since she's been famous, like I, even in the early 90s, she yeah. did that. Aretha Franklin cuts off all the air, so she keeps it very hot in her venues whenever she plays. Oh, that's interesting. Why on earth would you do that? Does it help her oh, yeah, vocal yeah. cords, maybe? Yeah, I think it, it has to do something with huh. don't want to freeze. I think the ones that are weird are like, only green M&Ms in our <laughs> dressing room. I want to do, what would I have? What would you have in your dressing room? In your, in your like concert writer? Yes, in my writer, I would have... <laughs> I what would I had I would have oh a nice TV that had true you know true crime of course like all the the Discovery Channel and stuff like that and what else what kind of flowers would I have no nah, I don't care about flowers J Lo only wants white lilies good lord tons of white lilies that seems wasteful it is wasteful I'm a little bit of a minimalist sometimes like my my <laughs> apartment like I don't have a lot of crap one bottle of water yeah I would I'd be like I need and a you pad know, of paper. A bottle of water, the option for maybe a little cup of ice. Oh um, my God. A, good, a nice chair. A good, what about a chair? Uh, yeah, a chair, a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, I would want lip balm. I always have that with me. I, I, I always have I hand cream them. and I always have lip balm. Lip balm and uh, I like a, a nice almonds, some almonds. They have to be roasted and salted. For you? Yeah. Well, I don't care about that. I don't, I just an almond. They, they're good for protein. I eat peanut butter all day long, so probably like if I was feeling very fancy about it, I right now I have peanut butter in my purse. A jar? I put it in a Ziploc bag. Oh no! The little look, I'll show you. Look, look, look. That sounds kind of gross. No, oh, it's not gross. Geez, so fancy over here. <laughs> peanut butter in the purse? I don't know what. On Saturdays when I'm here all day long because I do the business lunch show and then yeah. the seven to nine, I I usually have purse chicken. <laughs> okay. All right. Someone get her a gift you, card to Chipotle. You can't just <laughs> really? go. I'm, it's, food is unhealthy when you buy it from. It's other true, places. and you are healthy, 
and, and abs also, are made in the kitchen. And abs are made in the kitchen, and also I love this music. I don't. Um, you can't. I, where's I the I don't have butter? millions of dollars, so I carry food with me here. Mm-hmm. It's no a bag no, of peanut butter. No, the answer is <laughs> no. To that this. that is a legit bag of peanut butter it's, filled to the brim to the zip. It is stuffed. It is a snack size. <laughs> Ziploc filled with a substance that is it's creamy peanut and peanut buttery. It's peanut butter. It's natural peanut butter, and I just put a couple spoons in there, and I like have it with me every day. I have a little. Do you bag. just eat it straight? All the time. And this has been Fancy Living with Amy Good, <laughs> where I shove a plastic spoon in a you Ziploc know, bag, a and I'm segment. like, "Hey, it's dinner, y'all." Well, it could also be a segment of like, "What's in Goot's purse?" That's what I always threaten when I when I don't have a guest. I, I, sometimes I'll go to Facebook and go, hey, this is the topic I want to talk about. Does anyone know an expert in this? I'm looking for a thing. But but sometimes you're like, okay, I'm doing a you know a last minute fill in or something's going on or hey, a guest just canceled. Right. Anybody have anything? Uh, you know, you're promoting or whatever. And that's always my go-to threat is is if you don't send me somebody, I will sit here and talk about the contents of my but handbag. I think that, see, I'm the kind of person that think that I think that's interesting because here's what I think because I'm a person detective. I think that that tells you a I get it purse and detective. Oh. I, I just caught that because I'm a genius, yeah. and um, I think it really reveals a lot about people what they carry around with them. So Pino. <laughs> Always peanut pe- butter and a baggie. That is, it's not a jar. It's no. not a jar. It's not one of those because little... I I have a giant jar of it, and that'll what be do you very mean, heavy. giant. A big, like the big size, because I eat a lot of peanut butter. I'll just sit there, like if I'm feel if I'm very tired. Yeah, it's a good source of protein. I will just put a spoon right? in the peanut butter and eat that for dinner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. If I'm tired, I'll just be like, I'm I'm good. You're gonna do the peanut butter, but it's the natural kind. Oh yeah. You're not eating Jeff. Or they have a natural one. Okay. I mean, so. whatever's on sale. But I'm looking at, like, is it high sugar? Right. You don't no. want the one with the sugar. No. Nah. None oh of that gosh. goober grape business. Oh, that. When I was <laughs> a kid, I always wanted that. And my mom was like, no. And then I finally ate it. It's disgusting. I never had it. But to me, like, I had, so my dad um, worked in hotels and restaurants. And so he has a thing about the unitasking stuff in the kitchen. What like, does that mean? If you have a, a, a tool that just does one thing, okay. then that's worthless. You're just being lazy. Okay. Like he's like, learn to peel the damn apple with a, with knife. a paring knife. Yeah. You don't need right. a special thing for that, which has translated into my life. And I'm that way. Like Me I too. Have very much. Like I have good kitchen stuff because I love to cook, but I also don't have like a special thing for just the putting the making a special kind of knife cut in the zucchini, you know, like a little flour or something. I don't know. The I do have a channel knife, and I do what have is the a channel knife? knife. I'll have to. I'd have to show you. It, it makes a design kind of thing. Oh my gosh! But if but if you're pulling off like pieces of lemon peel, it's very useful. Anyway. Okay. But not a lot of unitasking tools okay. in the kitchen, right? So yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's you got that in your purse. What else you got in there? Carrots. Okay. <laughs> Lip balm. Lip hand balm. lotion. Always a scarf. Uh, okay. A scarf, yeah, because you get really cold. I get cold all the time. And the studio, ladies and gentlemen, we've probably talked about this. It it ranges from about oh, I would say seventy eight degrees with a ninety percent humidity in here. Oh yeah, it's to fifty <laughs> degrees and crispy. Yeah, with I don't understand. We have you know what it is, Goose. We have our own ecosystem in this fishbowl. We well, because you don't want to hear vents on the microphone, so they do have like some special kind of ventilation. They do. I, oh, look, I always have. 
I always have that? it's a it's a reusable grocery bag that folds in on you itself. never know when you're gonna need a jar of peanut butter when, you never know you gotta okay. buy your fresh produce what else I got a, a wallet but that's pretty standard that's standard standard anything exciting flashlight a no. compass no okay no tent no lots of pens are you a camper did we talk about this I don't mm. I don't know if we did but I am okay I could see it yeah tents I could see you with a tent. <laughs> I was just say tents what? There was a comma. Tents and like, I could see you making a fire and all that. You... I, I kind of suck at making fires. But... Why? How is that possible? I can make a fire. I, I learned how to do that. It's hard to find all the crap, to the driest tinder to stick in there. Oh, it depends on where you go, yeah. Yeah, it depends on where you because I like desert camping. Well, and it's hard to find oh, all the crap. No, desert camping? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Desert's gorgeous. I know, but how do you find stuff for fire in the desert? You know, old, crappy, dried-up crap. <laughs> you just burn it. You know what you burn? <laughs> dried-up <crap>. Buzzard bones. <laughs> but Obviously. Well, we're going to have a little more caffeine because that's what we need in oh, our yeah. lives. Clearly, we're under-caffeinated because we're already slap happy. Um, but we're going to take a little break. Uh, when we come back, looks like we got a couple calls. Oh. We're going to say hello to some people. Back in just a bit, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Hello, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez. Thanks for being with us tonight. Lots to do on the show. Many things to talk about. We made a big old list. If we get we to did. half of it, we've done. We've made a list every night so far. We haven't even we got have to not. half. Not even a quarter of the things we planned. Nope. Nope. But that's a good sign. That's a great sign because we're, we're tangent prone people because we have a lot to say. But you know what? We have we have a guest. We have a guest here on the phone. Yeah. Hello, you're on WGN. Hello. Hi. Hi, it's me. Okay. Hi. Well, evening, ladies. And yeah, dude, it's starting to. Here's your weather report after Wonder Lake. It was raining before, and it stopped for a while. <laughs> oh, I hear you. That's thank you yeah, for the update. Hard to stand. You can just feel. It on your body. Oh. But you guys were talking a little bit. You just started about camping. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the closest I've come was with the Girl Scouts when I was a co-leader. And it was a platform teepee. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is most of the kids, the girls, are afraid of insects. Insects? So, oh. Yeah. Especially spiders. If we go somewhere and it would be a cabin, I would be the leader known for fun because I can't fall asleep because of the pain in my back, but they never really knew that. And I bring contraband to eat in the car late at night. <laughs> contraband? I never knew what you find in my trunk. Oh, I like that. You and Goose in her purse in your trunk. You do. What do you have, like chicken wings in the trunk? What's going on? I've never had a chicken wing because I don't know how to eat them. Oh. You just got to get in there. You just, dude, you just, <laughs> just got to grab it and, and get eat it. You've got this. But you know, here's what I do. When I make chicken wings, I just use a regular size chicken. I don't what? even buy the little drummies. I just buy chicken legs. Do you buy a bunch of chickens? You just buy a bunch of chicken legs. Oh, oh, oh you just so, buy the legs. So instead of like little wing drumsticks, I just make a big old, I, I make jumbo wings. That's what I do. But they're, but they're legs. They're not wings. 
All those things. Oh, you make the wings too. Yeah. Oh. The little pointy part of the wing. What do you do with that? The Twinkie? No, the pointy part. Oh, the pointy. Oh, I thought you said Twinkie. I thought I was Twinkie, like, what? and I thought, oh my gosh. Well, I'm... you hold on to that. That's what you hold when you dip it in the blue cheese. Yeah, you don't eat the bone part of it. So, I mean, some people. No, I would think not. Okay, yeah, that's but a bad idea. Is there any meat in that part? Because I've never even seen anybody eating chicken wing. Oh, really? Well, you got to hold on to that skinny little part, but then there's a good bite in there for sure. That's why, but that's also why when you when you go to places they have like twenty five cent wing nights because you got to get like twenty of them. Yeah, you really got to eat a, a double digits to even feel a halfway satiated with the chicken wing. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and you were talking about peanut butter. Yes. Yes. Okay, not in my purse either. Which, when I had my larger purse, I mean. I need a nine-hour back surgery to begin with. Yeah, you don't need to be carrying stuff. did not help. So no. now I'm using a real tiny one where I can't find anything. But the peanut butter, when my kids were of school age, they would love peanut butter and jelly club sandwiches. Wait a minute. What? what? So like a double-decker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so not with turkey and stuff in there. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I was like, those are some special kids. It's pretty, too, cut in half. Oh. Jellies and then the peanut butter in the middle. You're the fancy. Fruit. That was a fancy mom thing. I had that budding you know, beef bag. <laughs> sometimes I get, like, weirdly over-creative <laughs> in the well, we we gotta be creative in our lives. We gotta do we those do. things. Yeah. So what's up next? <laughs> well, you know what we gotta do next. We gotta go to news and we gotta check in with Rob Martier. But when we come back, oh, we're we're gonna be oh, talking about pets. In supposition, anyway. What's that? It's all sad, and it's supposition, and I feel like I'm listening to people in a sandbox. You know. 40 years ago when they're, you know, telling their story. I just want to take each one and, and shake them and give them a timeout share. Okay. Well, then <laughs> lots of people need timeout in the world yes, right we're now. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for the call. Thank you for listening. And thanks for giving us a, giving us a shout tonight. All right. We All right. Then. All right. Well, she was delightful. She was a lovely woman. I like and I love the idea. Like every Girl Scout, I was a Girl Scout and every Girl Me Scout too. troop has that leader. Yep. That has like the good snacks in her purse or in her car yep. or whatever. Everybody loves that Let leader. You stay up till four a.m. Yeah, like someone had to bring in the s'mores. She brought the s'mores. Yep. I love her. She was great. She was delightful. Anyway, we got to get to news. So let us um, let us go to news with our good friend Rob Martier. But before that, let us take a little break. Back in just a bit. Seven twenty WGN. Hello. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez today. Yep. We are here. It's true. We're sitting here. <laughs> Fact check it. Not fake news. Um, this song reminds me. It is not the song, but it reminds me of that scene in Weird Science. I like that movie. Where they're out of the house. I like that movie. And I like that. And, and uh, I don't think there's a Bill single Paxson line. Bill Paxson was in that. As Chet. We have the same hometown. Really? Mm-hmm. Fort Worth, Texas. Some rip Bill Paxson. Yeah. 
too. We're going to put people in a bunker. Yeah. Put them all in a bunker. It's we true. can't afford. Come on now. He was one of the 2016 Exodus, right? Yep. Yeah. No, 17. Yeah, because I have a friend who was on that new show with him. Oh. And he yes. passed away in 2017. Can we talk about that phrase? Passed away? Yeah. I have made several people promise. It's This is the journalism talking. Never say it? When I am dead. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter what everybody else says for oh. everybody else. When I am dead. She's dead? Yes. I need y'all to say dead. Amy Guth has died. Amy Guth is dead. Okay. I need y'all to say that. Okay. Be- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she died tripping over a root and then killed by a serial killer. And a shark. And a shark. Um, I just, I want the facts. Oh, because you're a journalist. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the journalism talking. Oh, I want the facts. Because here's what happens. Sometimes, like, um, you'll see journalists play their hand a little bit and show a little bit of favoritism by, like, so-and-so has passed. You're saying that, to me, that's, I regret to inform. And dead is just the facts. It's just the facts. But you don't want people to play favoritism? Is that what you're saying? No. Well, what if they really like you? They're free to say that. They're saying, Amy Guth is dead. And I really liked her. Okay. So you just, you want the facts. And if they have an opinion about they may then the facts, share it. they can share it. Indeed. But then they need to identify that as their opinion and not conflate their opinion with the fact of deadness by me. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Amy Guth, this is a thing I have made but many sh- people promise me. Okay. I will do it. I will do it. And I hope it's not anytime soon. No. I'm aiming at 103. Yeah, because you have your family history of 117 or whatever. You either die really young in a crazy way or you make it a long time. Uh, backstage tonight, we were talking at the play um, about that I'm in about what our last words would be. Oh. And you know what mine would be? Tell me. <laughs> you may think you're getting away with this, but they're going to solve this on forensic files. Oh, definitely. That's my last word. That would words. definitely be your yeah. last words. I wonder Do you, what mine would be. I know. Um, Josh Zagorin, who mm-hmm. wants to, I think, is going to stop by tomorrow night. Great. Um, he said his would be, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would probably be like, guys, look. <laughs> or watch this. Or, yes, I'm leaping boldly. Oh, yeah. Because you, know, you do some bold things. Sometimes. I try to. We only live once as far as we know. My mom so used gotta... to say, we only live once. If that, if you're lucky. Mm. I don't know even what that means. No, that's right, because plenty of people are alive but not living. Yeah, they're surviving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't want that. No, we don't want that. I don't know what... Heidemann, what would your last words be? Ooh, that's a... I, I was trying to go through it, but it'd probably be something really, really... Something small and off the top of my head. It'd just probably something like, the snake doesn't look as poisonous as it seems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I just... This seems fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't so bad. Oh. Uh, I know. I don't want that to be like scrawled on my tombstone or anything like that. This snake doesn't look (laughs) This snake doesn't look poisonous on your tombstone. (laughs) Famous last words. I mean, that's that's a that's a very uh, that's a very heady question because what kind of it's like what kind of legacy do you want to leave? And And also, like, how do you see yourself going? Exactly. And I by a snake. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's 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 very deep, and it kind of makes you question you like your own morality. It's like, what am I living for? And like, do I want to have really great words to say at the end of my Mm. life, or am I just going to be cool like an old like a good old person? Just say like deuces. My I have a I have a relative, and she her last words were, "Well, I guess I've done everything on my list, and I'm going to go lay down." That's. She was 100 and 
I think she was 103. And she um, she was a big list maker. She did everything that day. She paid bills. She put her library. She finished her book. Put her library books by the back door. Put all the stamped the she envelopes for the bills. Done. She had everything done. And she said that to her son-in-law. She she said that she was going to go lie down. And five minutes later, he w- poked his head in the bedroom to ask her something, and, and she, she was, was gone. gone. And he knew it. I mean, he said, you know, she you could tell. She was dead. Yeah. Not yeah. passed away. Dead. No, no, she was dead. And, um, yeah. Wow. And it was, and, and it was like, she's 103, and she announced that. You couldn't be Talk that about sad. intention. Yeah. She was like, I'm done here. She I, knew it. I have done all the things I needed My to do. My work is done here. Yeah, I'm out. The, and um, that would be a good feeling. That would be a great feeling. To say, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm good. I've done everything I need to. That would be a wonderful you, feeling. You always hear about that, too. It's very interesting to think that, you know, people who live that long, they can just kind of shut themselves off. And, yeah, and the decide. family around them is just like, yeah, you know, that's the way he wanted to go. So or he or she yeah. laid down and yes, that was my it. My grandma did that in, in our house. She she said, you know, I don't really feel that useful anymore. And I said, you are useful. Yeah. And she said, no, I, I really don't. And she was 90, 91. And she said, no. And then she died that night. Wow. She knew she didn't feel useful. And so she was. it was her time to go. And I, you know, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, someone backstage said their last words were be, would be, I'll never tell you where the gold is. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Or I'm not your father. Like father. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then out yeah that's not bad or i always wanted to tell you and then i feel like i'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of something i say a lot mostly i can't say any of it on the air oh but often i go ah screw it let's try right like let's like what's the worst thing that could happen i feel like that's probably okay. going to be my last that's words. comedy genius what's the worst thing that could happen exactly because that's probably what's gonna do be yeah. my undoing yep and make you dead and make me dead <laughs> Amy Guth, comma, deceased person. <laughs> I like just dead. <laughs> Amy Guth, okay. dead. So I tweeted that a couple of months ago because somebody, I don't remember who had died, but someone was saying so-and-so has passed on and all this. And I was like, news outlets are saying passed on. Actual like you're putting, on. you're putting like at that point a, a, an like emotional, a judgment, about a, it. A, a judgment, an emotional judgment, yeah. a, almost a religious tone yeah. to passed on, or going like to the other side. Yeah, like kinda. you don't know. None of us know till no. we're there, so we don't we know. really don't. So, so I said, hey, I just want to take this moment, and everybody, please, when I go, just say dead. And somebody made a video that was so funny <laughs> from photos on my on my Facebook and Instagram, like yeah. a quick whip it together video with like the Sarah McLaughlin sad song that's on the animal at the ASPCA yes, ads yes. that are such. In the arms that's of the one. An angel. So it was like that, and at the end, it just said Amy Youth dead. <laughs> Goof, you have some loyal followers. I was so delighted by that video. Someone might be frightened by that video, but not Goof. Oh, no. I mean, and I know the person who did okay. it, but like, oh, my Lord, that was so funny. That is pretty funny. So good. Amy Goof, dead. dead. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> good times. You should, yeah. You should get just a tattoo on your knuckles. What? Goof, dead. I don't know. But I'm not dead yet. I know, but it's kind of it's kind of cool. I don't know why. I like knuckles tattoos. Oh. I have a friend that just got uh, Samantha Irby, the writer, just got born dead on her <laughs> on her knuckles. Love her, she's fantastic. Super love her. I really like her. We've already got to take another break. What? We were going to talk about animals. I really want to know why my dog thinks I'm dumb. <laughs> Dogs are judgmental, but not as judgmental as cats. Right. Well, your cat would have really thought I was dumb then. Precious little angel. He 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 would look at things like. 
do you see this crap happening? Like, what, what are, are you we gonna, doing about this? What human? What are we doing about this? He he was get it together. Yeah, he had he had high standards. He was a, he was a, a young man of high standards. Is who he was. <laughs> R.I.P. Chairman Meow. All right, we're gonna take a little break. Back in just a bit. Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for Patty Vasquez here on seven twenty WGN. Another good jam coming out of the producer. Booth I don't know tonight. what this is. We love to say. Yeah, what is this song? This is Tame Impala, and it's The Less I Know, The Better. Exactly what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I was like, wow. <laughs> the less I know, the better. One of the, I'm doing well. The opposite of my life plan, but <laughs> I like yeah. the title. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I like to say, um, yeah, I, I often say, I don't know anything. Where am I? Who are you? Why? To my husband. Why do you say that? <laughs> just Wait, to be funny. Who are you? <laughs> I say that to my husband sometimes. I'll wake up. Some in people the night. just say good morning. No, I say where am I and who are you? <laughs> or what time? I really said shortly, and I was sleeping. In my sleep, I said to my husband, "Oh, it's you again." Oh God! Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure he loved that. Yeah, we had some texts. What, what were the texts coming in? Oh yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. One of the texts was talking about that. Her, I think it was a, a was it a, grandmother? You said from the three one two area code. Yeah, it was it was a grandmother, and let me just read this here real yeah. quick for you. Uh, let me pull it up. Lots of great text messages. Obviously, this means a lot because we're getting even more at the, after I mentioned that. Um, my grandmother did. So she, we we're talking about how people, you know, kind of predict their own yeah. death. Their grandma did that a, a few and. <laughs> Their grandma did that a few days before she died on her 92nd birthday. Said she wanted to spend time with her birthday with her kids, and then she'd be ready to go. Two days later, she died. Yeah. Wow. I think there's a point where you can decide yes. that. My great aunt died. She was very ill. When she died, her husband yep. came home from the hospital, and 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 he said something like, I don't want to be here without her. And then later, someone made a comment like, they're going to be one of those couples. We got to keep an eye on him, and and so there were sort of plans in place to keep him company for the coming weeks. The night he came back from her funeral, he sat in his chair and he died. Yeah, that like happens. He was like, I don't, lot. I don't want to do this without her. He yeah. really didn't. He really did not want to do that. He was done. You know, he didn't want to do it. I think my parents might be those people. They've known each other since they were teenagers. Wow. They've known each other so long. They're not going to know what to do. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's that's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's cute. They have it a good love cute. story. My mom, when my mom was sick, my dad passed away in 06, and my mom got sick in 2010, and she said, I'm not ready to die because I don't want to see your father again <laughs> in heaven or wherever he is. Wow. And I was like, wow. And it gave her motivation for a while, so good, great. But there's all different kinds of love stories in this, in this world. But yeah, I think there's probably more people then we know that that happens to where the couples, I mean, you hear about some of them, but I just think when you're so connected to someone yeah. and you're done when they're done. Yeah. And then there's stuff like this, that my great grandmother, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. I mean, she lived a long time with, with it. it, a long time with it. And at the end of her life, I mean, her, her little spine was all like, crooked mm-hmm. to the point that her mouth was lower than her airway yep so it was like if her she wasn't propped up she was gonna not breathe so it was really just kind of like what's the humane thing happening right now and and she didn't know i mean she mostly thought she was a teenager and then there was a couple times she would think she was about 22 okay and she would be reliving those times very vividly and talking about 
those days very clearly wow. and what was going on in the world at the time. Um, and But she was often like very childlike um, when she was ill. And this one day she she looked at my grandmother and she just said, you know, just let me go. And like, it was weird she because was lucid. Yeah, for a minute. And she was gone within days of that. It was really strange. I mean, who knows what there's so much yep. mystery in the brain, you know, anyway. But especially once once uh, dementia and Alzheimer's are in the picture. Yes. And she it was it was the strangest thing because she had been childlike for years. Yes. And in and out of of, of dementia of there's moments really severe stages. And suddenly just let me go. And, and she was gone. And I think that the word that comes to mind with that is grace. Oh, like yeah. There's a moment of grace there. Sure, for sure. Of like, let me go. Oh, there's a cute couple on the road. What in the middle doing? of the... They were can- canoodling. Canoodling. One night, my favorite couple that's ever shown up here outside the window, it was snowing. And they got right outside the window and they waved and they were like snuggled up. And then they laid down on the sidewalk and made snow angels. Aww. They were so cute. They probably hate each other now. I was going to say they're divorced. <laughs> One of them serving time She's, for killing the other. Yeah, they're in therapy. <laughs> they were cute. Yeah, yeah. They they were very cute though. That is I, really I've thought about special. that. I think I took a picture of them. I think I may have put it on Instagram. But yeah, they were cute. really cute. Yeah, I would never get on the ground and do a snow <laughs> angel lay on the sidewalk in the city. No, but no, it's would. cute. I would too. I would. I would. I would do it. On, on I'm a pretty special sure occasion. that I have I, done I, a snow angel at some point in the city. I'm sure you have. <laughs> I, I can see it sounds like it. something I do. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're ta- talking about pets. Yeah. All right. So I'm pet sitting. I wanted to pet sit. I thought it would be therapeutic. Sure. And so pets are a loving force. Yes. And we have they're very this, intuitive and uh, they're lovely they're creatures. They're special. Yeah. And also, if you don't, if I've never, I haven't had a pet in years, and it's sort of, it's like having a foreign being in your house mm-hmm. that you know doesn't really belong to me i mean you could argue they don't belong to anybody anyway they belong to themselves exactly respect their autonomy exactly um so we have this bianca who's <laughs> a mixture of a uh bijan and a something else and she looks like a pekingese okay great so and um she has this little head and a kind of a wide long body she has looks like a llama a little bit she's real cute her little nose she's real cute real she's cute. got a little pug nose or yeah. like a little swoop anyway she will look at me amy gooth like i don't know what's ha- she will look at me as if she sees right into my soul yeah and is thinking things and i don't know they what know it, what are they, they know they just know what everything like they can get what's going on well you know how little children like know who's a jerk and know who's yes. cool who they they'll go know. to like who, who they'll go yes. to and who is just like you're just a bad person yeah animals are that and i think wow. it's when we grow up that we become socialized to question that gut instinct oh uh, yeah you know what they do they they work on instinct yeah so the so bianca she will look at me as if to say it's time for us to take a walk now yeah and I know it. And she's like, yeah. And she'll like kind of um, nod her head towards the door. Sure. And I'm like, she's talking to me. <laughs> this dog is talking. Sure. It's fantastic. And I think they're, they get very connected to their people. I mean, my aforementioned cat, he knew, um, you know, I had him for a very long time. And at one point I had some heartbreak going on. And he was like laying on my chest for three days because he knew I was just sad and I needed to be snuggled. And like if I had cramps, he'd come lay in my yeah. lap. He just, he knew what was up. That is so amazing. And one time he, um, I had a friend come over 
and he would not stay away from her hip. And a couple days later, she ended up having an, an emergency appendectomy. And she said that later, because she kept going, Kitty, what is your problem? What yeah. are you doing? And and later she goes, oh, dude, your cat predicted this. Yeah. Which they, maybe. Yeah. And, it, and we were, you know, just my husband and I, Miles and I, were talking about, well, how, you know, do they think? And what do they think? For sure they do. They just know. Say they, they're, and what do they dream about? Oh, they chase rabbits because the cutest thing is when dogs are dreaming and they're yeah. like running on their, they're laying on their side. So they're chasing things. They're so cute. Okay. So, cute. so the other thing that she'll do that I just wanted to mention was we'll, we'll, we'll be going to bed and we'll say, okay, Bianca, it's time for bed. And she will go in our room under our bed and just go to bed there. Well, she, that's a safe spot for her. I just, I'm like, this is the cutest thing. And she's also got such a personality. She's stubborn and she's just, she'll, she, she doesn't like other dogs. Mm. And so she will do this thing where she'll bark at them, but she's just, they've got a lot of personality. Yeah. There's a, um, a friend of mine has this dog and, and, and this dog is so funny. And I, I've watched this dog for him a couple of times. The dog burrows a lot. He's a Boston Terrier and, and um, they burrow. Okay. And so this dog will like get, will dive under the covers, get on your feet and just kind of like get in there, wiggle in yeah. there. Yeah. And, then, and you're like, is Shimmy this dog going to smother? Like yeah. what you worry, but no, that's just, that's what he does. Yeah. We had a, we had a terrier and they're, they they're look funny. for rodents underground. Yeah, and they're stuff. so funny. And those little dogs. Yeah. And they're snorty. They're snorty. They're, they root around, <laughs> they're funny. they, they shimmy into yeah. places and stuff like that. So, yeah, my parents, um, they had these two dogs that were Border Collie Great Pyrenees. Border Collie Great Pyrenees. Okay, I know what a border, I don't know what a Great Pyrenees so the, is. So the Great Pyrenees is a very large creature. Oh. But it looks like a, a solid white golden retriever, but oh, bigger. yes, I've seen that. Yeah, they're, so, they're lovely dogs. They're very chill, very calm. What about a Border kids. Collie? Borders are extremely smart. They, they're herding dogs. Oh, so they're trying to get everybody in one. So you have a border personality in a, in a Pyrenees body. So if that sounds frightening, if like 125 pounds of dog says, we're going outside now, you're going outside now. So they would herd you to the front door, like we're going. And, um, one of them, the bigger one, the boy, he would claim people that he liked. So if you came over to visit them, if he, if he sort of started to like you, he would kind of cozy up to you. Okay. And then he would put his giant paws over your lap. And then if he really liked you, then he's like got a paw on your shoulder. But if he loved you, he would like claim you like a chew toy. And he would put both of his paws on top of your head. <laughs> and so my parents have all these pictures of this giant dog with these giant. And their paws are like Clydesdale, like big. And they're on your head. Yeah. They'll just put them on your head and be like, you are my squeaky Thing. toy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's so cute. Goof. They're snuggly, big, hairy, snuggle bombs. They're so cute. They're just but they're so big. Loofy. It? Okay. But it's like spooning at that point. Well, it's <laughs> like so a, big. yeah, that's like a, um, they're a human. They're oh, your yeah. companion. They're uh, uh And an both adult. of these creatures would sleep on the bed with my parents. No. And okay. so they were like, we need a bigger bed. There's four the dogs, people in the bed. Essentially. Basically. Right. No. I was like, mom, these it's dogs like Charlie are Charlie and the Chocolate size. Factory. So yeah. then they got like a little settee thing at the oh, end God. of the bed so that the dogs could lay on that so they could actually like stretch out. Like extended the bed. They they really took the empty nest thing hard, I suppose, and they just they have they have lots of creatures. Anyway, we got to take a little break. Oh. We got to go to news. Do we need a break first? We're going right to news. We're gonna take a break. That's what we're gonna do. Back in just a bit on seven twenty WGN. Seven twenty WGN. 
Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We're in for Patty Vasquez tonight and tomorrow. Talking about all kind of things. We've been talking about pets. Pets, my cat. I, intru- I mean, I, my dog. Your I was cat. Like, what? No, um, I have no cat. On, on the break just now, um, I introduced Jen to the phenomenon of the 10 hour YouTube video, which might change my life. Well, I'm sure it's for recreational drug purposes. I, I know, but it's just so cute. It's really cute. There's one called the Rainbow Bunchy. Just go to YouTube and go Rainbow Bunchy 10 hours. And it's this little song with this, with this creature. little creature with made teeth. out of a rainbow. And he's very happy. And he just dances. And that's it. He's running. There's a key change in the music. There's a key change. And and it's 10 hours. I'm not making that but up. But my favorite is the pudding. It's a Japanese pudding commercial on a loop. And it just says like, here it is. <laughs> It's the cutest little voice, but it's 10, ten hours, hours long of, and it's animated of, of little animated pudding cups. Darn happy about dancing. being stacked up and dancing. Yep. 10 hours. Who landed on 10 hours, by the way? I don't know why 10. I don't know. It's became a thing, but it's like round number. It actually makes me have faith in humanity that people are doing fun things like this. Oh, that's a good point. I really do. You know what makes me have faith in humanity? Those, um, oh, damn it, I just forgot the name. Um, um, Rain Wilson from The Office. Okay. Right? He has a, oh, crap, what is it called? Soul Pancake. That's what it is. Oh, yes. Soul Pancake is his YouTube channel. And they do the most uplifting, yes. but not hokey, not hokey, very smart videos. And one of my favorite ones, they set up like a, a ball fort. It's like a giant pool, like a big blow-up pool, okay. filled with these different colored balls, like that would be a Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. Yes. And they have questions on them. And they would find people that they believe are totally opposite, and they had to sit there in the ball fort together until they found something in common. And so they would ask each other questions. And it would be like a sweet little old lady and like a some biker kid. dude yeah. with tattoos. Yeah. And they would sit there and talk until they would find and they would ask each other questions that were printed on these different colored balls until they found common ground. And it was such a lovely little video and people were like hugging and crying yeah. and had all these things in common that were so lovely. It's very simple but moving and um important stuff. And it does it renews your faith, um, renews my faith. And also he's from here. Yes, he is. From New Trier. He went to yeah, New Trier. Yeah, that's right. He is. Um, but yeah, I like that kind of stuff. But th- just the fact that people are creating fun things that are sort of just weird and yeah. um, benign, I like it. Like, I know that everybody hates the flash mob, but I don't mind a good flash I mob. I don't mind I a good flash. I think they're real cute. I mean, look, with all the things you could be doing that are that are mean and wrong, a flash mob is a great thing. Right. You know what I mean? I like a good flash mob. I'd be a part of one. I've been a part of one. You have? Yeah. I was a part of one that was at the at the cloud gate, at the bean. Oh. And we uh, we went out there. What did you do? Well, we all went separately. Okay. And so we all walked up separately anyway. Okay. So it didn't look like a big group arrived. And we were all just kind of standing around, looking at our phones. But Being one people. person had like the music source. And when the song started, we just started dancing all around the... Did you have dance moves or it was freestyle? Everybody just started dancing. And the deal was you had to grab a stranger. Okay, that's frightening. And so, well, but you grabbed them. They didn't grab you. I know, but I'd be afraid someone would, you know... I just, I grabbed like a... um, there was a there was a family near me. Okay, that's and so there was like safe. a like a, yeah. a teenage girl, and I was like, "Let's dance!" And I just grabbed her. Like that's fine. She okay. was mortified. Of, of course. course, she was like, "Oh my god, I'm not doing this." Yeah. Um. 
But it was like a bunch of different ages of people. But I bet she'll remember it. Right. It was good. Probably the most fun on that family vacation she had. Yeah. And I had, I walked up with, I had, um, I had a young person with me. I had a kid with me at the time. She was a kid. She's grown now, but, um, yeah. So it was like a bunch of different ages of people and it was really fun. Nice. Some Flash little old mom. man was like doing the twist. He just Aww. like walked up to me and started. He was cute. It was so fun because it's, it's silly and it doesn't make any sense. But for it's fun. Two damn minutes. There's a bunch of joy. Well, that's the thing. We need it. Little, I need it. A little joy bomb. Yeah. Joy bombs. Yep. We need those. I don't I don't you know. But people are busy being cynical. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be cynical about. I mean, there is. Look around. But at the same time, got to have both. Got to have a dancing bungee, rainbow bungee. Bunchy. Oh, I like bungee. <laughs> well, people are not going to find it on YouTube if they okay, say bungee. Bun- bunchy, like scrunchy. Bunchy. Mm-hmm. B-U-N-C-H-I-E. Bunchy. Bunchy. It's not a real thing. No. I it's know, a I rainbow just... bunchy. It's not a real creature. It's created to, I don't know. It's created to bring joy. Or to drop ass and stare well, at YouTube okay. for it's 10 probably hours. The other th- probably that, too. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's well, that. There's that. It is freezing in here. Yeah, it is. It, We're going to start a fire. In I a mean, it's so cold. Except I will have to because you're no good at it. Yeah. You I, said you're not so I'm good. Not, I'm not. But we could just start. Yeah. We've got some wood in here. No, we don't. Well, yes, I mean, there's we like do. chairs. The chairs. Right. We've yeah. got recycling. We have paper. I, th- I think that would not bode well for our um, careers. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would get us fired real quick. And probably... Uh, charged with arson but anyway um i wanted to ask you about apps yeah do we have time for that before well we gotta take a break here in a second okay but well i just want to know um why you like them <laughs> all of them no, any like, app i don't know you feel like do you feel like they make life easier is what some I'm of them do okay. some are colossal time wasters okay good good to know there's an app i like a lot it is called countable Okay. I've mentioned it many times on the air because I enjoy it. Basically, it, it was advertised as um, Tinder for politics. Okay. I think that's a terrible way to describe it. Okay. But basically, you go in and you, you say, these are the issues in the world that I care about. Okay. And I would like to follow those. But here's the stuff I don't care. Don't don't bother me with this. So if you're like, eh, tax reform ain't my thing. Swipe. But I really care about the environment. Alert me on that. And then you put in your information so it knows who your representatives are all the way up the chain to 45. And so then you, you, you get, depending on how you set it, it'll notify you for topics and occurrences that have to do with the things that you care about. So like I'll get a little text message that'll be like, yo, one of your representatives just voted on something that has to do with the environment. Check it out. Wow. And it alerts you to stuff like that. Even like really small bills that get passed that you wouldn't necessarily have on your radar unless you're really watching it very carefully. So is it sort of made to keep tabs on your reps? On your reps and legislation that affects you and and the topics that you care about. That's so interesting. It's, it's very handy. Now, it is not your it is not your everything, and that's the problem. We have greater access to information than ever, and yet we're unbelievably lazy. Right? Okay. So if we get it from one source, we think that's it. Yeah, you're like, oh, this happened. Well, you're going to get a headline. It's still incumbent upon you to go look it up. Yeah, and like take the time. And learn about it. Right. And be like, okay, this is the Nobody thing that's really happened. Nobody really wants to learn. No. We just want to see. We just want to be told. We want right. to have it and be done. Right. We need it in a soundbite, which is unfortunate. So that is an app I super love. That makes my life easier because I'll get a text message right then. Like this bill is getting voted on in an hour and it has something to do with something you care about very much. That's helpful to me. 
because then I'll I'll go through and sometimes it'll like link to a bunch of stories and can you like call that does it link to no but there's a an app called resist bot and that is very handy you have no excuse for it's not even an app it you send a text message okay and just google resist bot and you 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 like register your phone and then it'll give you a number and you text this phone number and um it says great what do you want to do and you text the app back and you say this is what i'd like to say and it'll say what's your zip code and here's my zip code and go great so duckworth and durbin we're gonna let them know what's up sound good yes and then it will it faxes them it sends you a little script an image of the letter it puts it all together it's a great looking letter it's your language it makes it look nice and then it says is that what you want to do yes hit send you just go like yep and then it will text you within a few minutes and say okay this has been on the second attempt this went through to tammy duckworth's fax machine on the third attempt this went through to durbin's or whatever whoever you whoever your reps are Wow. It's a great one. So at that one, like, you can just be laying in your bed doing nothing and, and, and be an have activist. insomnia and go mm-hmm. write and be writing your rear representatives. No excuse not and to. And then anytime you want to do it, so if you want to do it every day, you just text it again, resist, and it'll it'll say, great, what do you want to do? And you say, this is what I'd like to say. I have something to get off my chest. So you could say, like, today, what I would like to talk. you start talking crazy? Well, your representatives are going to get it, but I'm sure they get plenty. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You could say, like, hey, weird stuff. You know what I mean? Well, your name's on it. Oh, okay. It's not anonymous. It's not anonymous Okay, that's interesting. No, 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 no. It's not anonymous. It is signed. And so, like, I'll show you on the break. I'll show you what it looks like. But it looks like a regular letter, and it gets faxed in. So you've put in your information. Right. So your address is on there, your name, and all that. And be like, send. Yep. Boom. Off it goes. That's, wow. I wonder how they feel about them. I don't even know that they see them as an, um, they just get them as faxes. They don't see them as a different thing. They just come through like a regular fax. Got it. It's probably like, oh good, my fax machine hasn't stopped in days. I better listen to what my constituents are saying. Yes, they probably know with the sound, how frequently the sound comes, the issue. Something must be happening. Like this is a big one. But I like to make a point to also, because here's another reason why why it is important to stay informed you can um it's important to know what your representatives also support already yes because sometimes people go oh you know she already supports that it's fine might not she might not or she might be swayed or she's also a damn human being and so sometimes you want to send one that just says thank you for supporting this i hope that you continue to do so right and this this and this and also why I have your ear. Please do the following. Thanks. Bye. And um, when we come back, I know we probably need to take a break. But when we do, I want to ask you um, about the effectiveness of these and what makes a difference. Do they, do they, you know, do they really listen to our faxes and stuff like that? I have a lot to hypothesize about that. Great. We're going to take a break. Back in just a bit on 720 WGN. Speaking of loving the Smiths, a little bit of a boy with a thorn in his side for you there. You are Smith's encyclopedia. And she's singing, you guys. She's really going for it. <laughs> um, I enjoy a good Smith song. I super enjoy the Smiths. I used to have a blog, and every web, every blog post was 
named after a Smiths lyric. Oh my God, is it still still in existence? We got to find, find it right now. No, I <laughs> absorbed it into amyguth.com. Okay. But, but all you, the posts are still it? there. All the posts are still yeah. on there. I migrated you, them over. The first time I ever saw you, <laughs> it's sounding like a whole... Hey, Heidemann, can I come sit in there with you? Yeah. <laughs> the first time I ever saw you was when I heard you read at Essay Fiesta. And it oh, was yeah. about, I remember. It was, it was about, about meeting Morrissey yeah, and, and there screaming was a, in his face. <laughs> but also, wasn't there a giant Morrissey cutout? No. Oh, I made that up. No, there was actual Morrissey. And, and you bumped into him or I saw him. So it, the whole story is talking about how, oh, you know, my dad was in hotels and restaurants for a living. And he had a rule that if you treated a famous person specially, you were fired. Right. Everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. Very true. Nobody gets special treatment here. Everyone's a paying customer. Sit down. Okay. And so that was the rule. And so like I was never starstruck. And as I entered journalism, I was doing some celebrity inter- interviews for a while and it was totally fine. And I never got starstruck. And then, but I'm such a big Smiths fan, I saw Morrissey in a record shop in the East Village in New York. And I was like, okay, this is my plan. I'm going to work my way over there and be like, oh, hey, look at that CD you're looking at. Yeah. It's the 90s and we had CDs. And what's up? You should buy. Oh, look who it is. What's up? And then yeah. like we were going to be friends. That was my plan. Yeah, of course. So I like reach out and it's a CD that I have. It is a squeeze CD. So I'm like the one with pulling muscles for Michelle. Yes, Black that coffee he has in, in his hand. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, why does Morrissey not already have that one? He should have that. Right. And so, sorry, I'm getting text messages right now because I'm telling the Morrissey story. Okay. So, um. I, I start to do this and I start to, I'm just going to like reach out and tap the edge of the CD. You're going to touch his CD. I'm going to touch his CD. Oh boy. And it's, I get halfway there and I freeze like E.T. pointing at Elliot, <laughs> like frozen. Okay. And I then I see panic. It. Oh no. The panic part is not good. And then I touch the CD and I pull my hand back and I think like, oh crap, I've really screwed up. And he looks at me and he's a little bit horrified. And what comes out of my mouth is this noise. Oh gosh. I'm like, huh? I'm like a pterodactyl. And it was very embarrassing. So I start to run out of there. Did you fall? I ran into a cardboard display. That's what I remember. My foot went through it and I couldn't shake it off. So I fell on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) I was like struggling to get out of there. And finally, I was just like, I'm out. I'm I'm never going back there again. I never went that out. Gooth out. Yeah. That was a total gooth out moment. (sighs) Wow. Well, you went out with a bang there. Now, here's the thing. I never heard him speak throughout that entire moment so my brother has a theory he's like that could just be like some dude from alabama you don't even know that that was morrissey no you know it's morrissey it was totally morrissey but it would be funny so fast forward a couple of years i was doing a celebrity interview beat at a publication where i was working okay i was slated to interview him and my colleagues learned about this story and told the boss and the boss took the interview away from me because he was like you're going to terrify him and he did the interview himself because he I don't like that story. Yeah. yeah. He was like, you're not going to know. But you would have you. I don't think you would have done that again. No, absolutely not. I would have gone and been boss. like, I would have been like, hi. You might have even laughed about funny it. funny story. Yeah. Last time I saw you, this is what I did. Yeah. Right. Anyway, it, it'll come back together. One yeah, day. I think you'll it's not over. This it's saga. not over. Like I high fived him in Nashville yeah. at the Ryman at that show. And I was like, OK. We're on track now. Yes. We're going to we're gonna work this out, Morrissey. We're going to work this out. Wow. <laughs> Everyone has, has a, their person. You know what I mean? That Who's they your just, person? Um, who is my person? 
that I would, you know, it would probably be someone like De Niro, like where I would just be like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I mean, living in LA, I had many an encounter, but um, someone that I respect as an actor or if it was like, um, I don't know, a lot of them have, have... passed away or are just straight up dead so um I think like if if she were alive Maya Angelou would be someone where I was like what do I say I want to say something profound but I also just want to thank them for being them and then it's just too much it's like a lot of pressure sure I and and of course people can feel that pressure and they're like this person is like a freaking out over here Heidemann who's your person that you would be freaked out to meet oh well I was let me think I it's it's I've met a lot of people. It's and I've me. Been, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's Amy and Jen. I'm fine. Oh, my oh, God. This is such an honor. <laughs> Thank you for being you. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I was thinking the the craziest thing I did to meet somebody was I stayed in a bathroom for <laughs> like three hours uh, after they closed that one show because I heard there was a secret pop-up show for Kanye West. Oh. So getting to meet... Kanye, I think, would be pretty cool because I'd have a lot of questions for him, and, and he's from Chicago, so I feel like we'd automatically bond. The bathroom didn't work out. Oh no! It was it, it was <laughs> oh, in New no. <laughs> it was in New York, and it was it was a huge pop up <laughs> show, and and it, so I watched um this band called the uh, the. Uh, Galactic, which is like an EDM kind of band. Okay. So then everyone cleared out, and then Kanye West tweeted that he is going to be at the same venue. One tweet out, and all of a sudden, 6,000 people <gasps> yeah. closed That's down the streets da- of New York. That's dangerous. Oh, very dangerous. And the thing is, the police were all there, but yeah. I was in the venue, so I was thinking, I'm just going to hide behind this bathroom oh God, stall for an, bathroom for an hour. Yeah, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to and so what happened was all of a sudden everyone was getting ready. They're pulling out the merch. They're like, Kanye's in the building. Everyone was scurrying around. And I was just sitting there as quiet as I could. Exactly. Like, like this. Smart. Uh, like hovered over the toilet. toilet. Yeah. And all of a sudden all I, I hear, goosh, 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 the yeah. pound of the door. And it's no. the security guys. And they're not even, they are so upset that they don't even take time to open the door. They just ripped it like no. out of the, off the, off the hinges. What? Like Hulk Hogan. How did they know you like, were in there? They knew someone was well, in there. Well, it's a, it was the biggest show of the year, oh, okay. so it wasn't just me. It was four other people who were oh, in each stall. Okay. We stall hiders. Stall hiders. Hide them in and hiding in the stall. Uh, just like my namesake. Yeah. And I was hiding man. Yeah. So oh. anyway, <laughs> sorry. I like that. Wait, wait I just, let me give myself. There, there we go. Okay. I appreciate that. So I think Kanye would be, be would be very cool yeah. to meet. Um, I met Ringo Starr one time, and I was oh. nervous as hell to meet sure. him. Sure. Uh, but I don't know. I think meeting you guys are, is pretty cool. Oh, I like wow. journalism. Yeah, so maybe like one of those kind of dorks. So I don't, know if you <laughs> I don't even have a television, and My I watch TV. reruns on YouTube. <laughs> My TV cuts off the score if I'm watching a game because it's so old and we're not that old. Yeah, we we have no we got stuff to clout fix up going right on now. here. <laughs> um, I I wish I would have met David Bowie. That I'm still been really not cool. over Prince. That. I would have I would have liked to. Have, I I met well I met Prince, but sort of he came into the bookstore where I worked, and he walked in and everyone was staring at him. Of course, he was in high heels in L.A. Wait, somebody else I know has a I met Prince in a bookstore story. Who is that? Me? No, somebody else that I know. Oh, I'm having major deja That's vu. Weird. It wasn't you. It's okay. a dude. Oh, who okay. Is it? No, so I was in L.A. He blocked off the street with his purple stretch Mercedes limo. As you do, if as you Prince. do on Mel when you're Prince on Melrose Avenue. Mm-hmm. Came in. The bookstore was like wooden and old from the 60s and a metaphysical bookstore. He came in. It was really quiet. Everyone stared at him and he turned around and walked out. And he was literally wearing 
six inch heels could have been he did higher. That a lot, I, think. I would have loved to have like talked to him, but then a lot of people say he was just very odd and uh, and could be not so nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone can it's be a not so danger nice. of meeting the heroes. Well, they can fall from their pedestals. See, I know. See, there's that. Like I could be like, hey, Morrissey, funny story. And he'd be like, oh, that's you. We're done here. <laughs> I have and a restraining order out against you, even though I didn't know your name. Right. He's like, I've been hating you for decades. He could be saying that. He's like, oh, you. You're that insane woman. The crazy that told me to buy that CD that I didn't even like. And I was like, no, it's a good CD. Yeah, it'd be bad. It'd be it bad. would be bad. Anyway, we're going to take a break and we're going to... Uh, no, we're not going to take a break. We're going to go to news. We're just going to go to news. But okay. I, I, but when we come back, we're gonna we have more to discuss with apps. I think I really want to know all these apps, and we keep we keep prolonging my I app. Know. I know. Okay. Seven twenty WGN. Hello, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. How are you? You know, we were griping a minute ago about how damn freezing it now, was in here. It's like a sauna now. Okay, right now we're in like the Lincoln Park um, yeah. conservatory. Uh-huh. We, we are. Or like some, the paper feels damp. We live in a terrarium. That's what this is. Um, yeah, the paper's damp. I feel clammy. And in a, in a minute it'll be freezing again. <laughs> yeah. She'll put her scarf on and her parka and her wool cap. <laughs> oh, it's cold. She'll have her um, like one of those aviator hats. What are those I called? I could rock that. You really could. I don't know what they're called. It's July, but yeah, you could. In I mean, here it gets cold. It's basically fall. <laughs> Wait, I wanted to ask you. We, I need to know about these apps. Okay, okay which so other ones would you Here's like to my about? question. Which apps are your favorite and which apps are you, it, that you've come across are your least favorite? Well, I got tons that I don't like. Well, tell me about it. I don't keep them very long, so I don't even remember them. If okay, it, but you download them and then you get rid of them? You try yeah, them? Sure. If it's like, oh, that seems like it might be useful. And what? then if I look at it, I'm like, nope, out. I get rid of it right then. Okay. So what's, you said you love this one that's the time one. What is it? The time one? No, change. Uh, what is it? What are the ones you love? Tell me again. The first one you talked about. <coughs> Hang on, I'm choking. Okay, she's, she's choking. My other questions are, um, how do apps make money? Okay. But the first, favorite apps, top three. Well, the money answers real fast. Either there's there's ads in the app okay, that advertisers pay the creator. Yeah, I never see or, the app ads in my app. It's usually on the bottom. Oh, okay. Or you pay for the app. Oh, right. Or the combination platter is the free version has ads and if you don't want them you give them a dollar oh, and they'll make the ads go away that's like when i like pandora or anything yeah, like that or like my free my tetris in order yeah. to play i play tetris it's tetris free tetris.org and dot org yeah isn't that crazy yeah free tetris.org and then if you want you have to watch these ads before you get to play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway. And then they're like, if you give us $2. Right. So they try to annoy the crap out of you with ads. And you say, hey, give us $2 and we'll make the ads right. go away. You're like, here, please take Right. But the problem the with money. that is, I mean, there's a lot of problems with it. But they tend to renew it without, like, if you give them your credit card. Right. Most of them have those auto renews. I don't like that. Well, but you go into the settings and it'll See, tell you what all your subscriptions are. I don't know what that is. Okay. So you, I can't live without Evernote. It keeps me very organized. I really like Evernote. Evernote. I resisted it for years, and now my my everything is very organized. What in my life. what is this? It is a system of notes and and folders. Oh my gosh! Notes so, and folders. So I can say, you talk to it. Yes. So let me but let me back up and all say right, this. Right. 
Um, I use Siri a lot. Okay. And I'll be like, Siri, set a timer for 15 minutes while this whatever is on the stove. And you don't have to, because you got stuff on your hands. Because right. you've just cooked something. So you just go, Siri, and then it, you do that. So I use Siri a lot for that. There is, there is, um, it's a website and an app. It is, it's I-F-T-T-T. It is if this, then that. Oh, yeah. You were talking about this a little bit. It is great. Because you can automate a lot of stuff. So you set up conditions. Okay. For example, if, like, here, here's one I use it for. If I hit like on a tweet and there's a link in it, it'll automatically save to a folder in Evernote. So I can read it later. Oh, this, ha- this sounds very helpful for you. Yeah. Because I'm like going through all this stuff and right. I'm planning shows and I'm like, oh, that sounds like an. Otherwise, I would click through, grab the it. link, that's how I do put it. it somewhere else. I, I, that's that's years of my life I won't get back. Right. So all I got to do is hit that little heart button and it automatically will deal with it. So wow. you can set up thing anything. You can set it up to if you have smart home stuff like the temperature, like temperature lights, lights, locks. You can say. Uh, you know, at certain time, do this. You can say if the if the weather is going to be below this temperature, automatically make my furnace go on. You can set that up through. That's amazing. Yeah, you can just set up and automate all this stuff. So you can say, okay, if someone tags me in a photo on Facebook, save it to Google Drive. Wow. So you don't have to. It's just extra steps of like busy work you don't have to do, and it automates it for you. Gosh. It's very helpful. Play around with that. So what's it called again? It's I-F-T-T-T. If this, then that. Can you do weird stuff? You can do anything. So could you say if someone, if my student loan company is calling, can you send it to voicemail? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have a couple for Gmail. What does that mean? Like if someone... You have to say... So you have to like plug in both services. Oh, right. So, so you have, have to, to say, have your phone connected and the student loan information. I don't know how you could no, do, I can't you, do it. I don't Jen think... just wants to know if she can break the law on this I know. app. I mean, and I, yeah. I really <laughs> is do. it possible? I want to know how I can get away with things on this app. That I don't know the answer That's a to. different app. That's a different app. That's and called it's... illegal. That's called prison. Oh, I don't want that app. Right. Anyway, so you like that. I like that one a lot. Um, so what was the first one? Notes and Potes? Evernotes. <laughs> If this, then that. Evernotes, if this, then that. What else? Um, I like Postmates. What's it's, that? It's a delivery service for anything that you need. Do you get things delivered that way? I own, I don't get a lot of stuff delivered, um, but I do get stuff delivered. The last time I used Postmates, yeah. I was really sick. And I really, like I had very bad food poisoning. I ended up going to the hospital and it was very bad. But I live alone. So... There are some practical considerations like yeah. I really don't know that I could walk down the block to to Jewel right now. Right, and you don't drive and you probably shouldn't drive in that condition. Right. And also the bus you don't want to get on. Because you might barf on and the bus. And that's not okay. And if you have food poisoning, if you've ever had like legit actual food you poisoning, have no it's control. terrible. No control. It's all bad in every possible it's, way. It's a nightmare. You can't control. It's all bad. So yeah. I was like, I need I need crackers and ginger ale. And they come when they came. And you can be like, I need these two things from here. Can right they now. just leave it on the doorstep so you don't have to open the door and see them? Because No, they had to bring your buzzer. Yeah. So that's handy. But you can do anything. You can be like Could I ask them to bring You can say go through the McDonald's drive thru. Okay, that's yeah. You can do stuff like that. Like so if you're it's handy if you're sick and you I'm need trying food. to think of like what I would do. I would say, please bring me 
um, chocolate-covered almonds. You can absolutely get that done. Is there a huge fee? No. No, just a few bucks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's really handy. Maybe I should work for them. Is it fun? I don't know. No, you don't work. I've never worked for them. And you probably weren't in a condition to ask the guy if he was having (laughs) fun. fun. Right, because I was up until that moment laying on my bathroom floor hoping for death. Yeah, that's really food poisoning is when you, you really want death to come. Oh, my God. It was yeah. the worst. Yeah. It was really bad. And then I ended up, because I live alone, I, I like, called Uber to take me to that. I was like, can you go to the emergency room? You went to the emergency room in an Uber? In a Lyft, not Uber. But what? Yeah. In a ride share? Yeah. Why? Because it was late at night and I didn't, like, who am I going to call? Ah. Uh, Who's up? You yeah, know? you'd have to call, like. You gotta call somebody. Digilio or like that's, see that's the thing. He doesn't drive. Right. I would call up here, three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred, be like, who's on right now? I have a scooter. See? I could I could have taken you Thank there. You. Oh, I would have taken you. Thank you. Or a rickshaw. Well next time. Uh, I'm rickshaw. Not, he I'm he not taking you to rickshaw. That's not bad. Because then if you're if you have you food just poisoning, you lean just over. Lean, you're good. But I was really upfront about it with the driver. I was like, listen, we are going to an ER because I am quite ill. I'm going to put the window down, and I recognize it's kind of rainy today, but I promise you it's going to work out better. I will not barf in your car, but like just- You might barf out But I, I I could barf out the car. And she was like, I've been there, girl. Let's just do this. Oh, and I was like, okay, thanks. That's lovely. Yeah. So, so, okay. So those apps, Postmates- Postmates is a good one. Evernote okay. keeps you organized. Okay. And if then- this and that just automates stuff so you don't have to do little tedious tasks all day. Okay. Um, Which one's- um, I'm trying to see like what I use the most. I'm looking yeah. at my phone here. I look, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't even really know what an app was <laughs> because I didn't know that Facebook was an app. I have problems. Like I need to educate myself. So that's why I have Guth here because she knows things like what an app is. Okay, so an app is what is it? It's an application. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it is it is something you put on phones. Can you put it on your computer? No, there's usually a web-based version of it. See, Although have, Chrome has apps, like if you use a Chrome browser, you can have special apps. Yeah, it I, is a particular. It is to it is to accomplish a certain set of tasks. See that that is very makes it much easier to understand. Yeah, it's for task. It's tasks task based. Yeah, and sometimes those tasks are quite stupid, like like, like photoshopping a bunny rabbit face onto your own face. Or yeah, my husband, my husband, who's like a thousand years old, like that's the second time you've said. I know, that. How old I is love your husband? him. Fifty-one. But that's the point is, I call him old. my, I call him my old man because it makes me feel younger. So and no, how but does he feel about that? I, I'm sure he dislikes it quite a bit. Surely, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but but the point is, he the other day was like, look at this picture. He, who doesn't know technology, had figured out how to put a cat on his head. <laughs> And his picture. So there he is, like kind of like your parents' dogs, but yeah. like a cat sitting on his head was photoshopped, a cat photoshopped on his head. Now, what do you ever need that for? Internet hijinks, obviously. I mean, there's some things that I just can't, I can't get with, but I guess if you're bored, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these were probably invented for people when they just had free time and they were just wanted to do fun stuff. I mean, there's plenty of fun. I mean, I don't have a lot games, of like game stuff. Is game an app? <laughs> there are many games that are apps. Okay. I um, know. I do have the New York Times crossword app. 
Oh, that's a hard one. I so bet. you can do the crossword. Can you do the hardest one? Can you do different the days? The Sunday, yeah. yeah. I, I always do the Sunday. And you can you can toggle between pen and pencil. Oh, my gosh. So if you're not sure, you can do the pencil. It's good. That's a good one. And I have a chess app, but that's as far as I go for games. Okay. I have one that takes my heart rate. You lay the phone on your chest, and it, it gets your resting heart rate or after you've been out running or something. What do you need that for? To track it. For why? Because you, you I want to know how good you're, like, it, yeah. it tells you how great you are. I mean, it'll, not great you are, but well, like. Well, I'll do it on the break, and I'll show you, and it'll say, like, hey, your heart is doing, like, you might be kind of stressed out or dehydrated. Work on that. It'll tell you stuff. Oh, my god. The quantified self. There's even, there's, like, there's an app. There's several apps to track, track. like, your menstrual cycle. There's apps to, I have one called My Fitness Pal that Yeah, tracks, I know that like, one. Like, steps and, yeah. and, and. Like whatever you're tracking food-wise, if you're doing yeah. that. Um, There's all kinds of things. Hydrate reminds you to drink water. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Someone else was using that one. There's a really useless one. I don't even know if it's still around. It's called Yo. And all it does is you push a button and it goes, Yo. <laughs> oh, there used to have a cat one like that, too. I'm sure. There's an Just app for went, what up? That, that one was so great because I remember you and James Van Osdell uh, yes. filled in one night and we were talking about the Yo app and the fact were that I- Were you producing that night? I was. I, I think it was one of my night. one of my first producing spots. It was uh, like spots. five in the morning and we ran out of crap to talk about. <laughs> so and so we started talking about Yo? And then we spent five minutes just- both of us pressing our phones going, yo, yo, <laughs> yo. But that's a oh million dollar app right there. I know. People actually put real money into yo. It's oh, crazy. See, that's, that's, what, that's what fascinates me is that how, how the money aspect of all this. And who, is, are people getting really rich off these apps? Oh, definitely. Well, I want to make an app. Go make an app. They're pretty easy to make. You, you don't need to. Do have, I have to know how to code? Um, it helps, <laughs> okay. but you don't have to. There's some app making tools. That make your okay. life much easier. I want to make an app, but I don't know. I don't know where to start. We're gonna take a break, okay. and we're gonna figure it out on the break. Okay, great. When we come back, we're making an app. All right, or maybe I don't know. Maybe taking a nap. <laughs> Something that rhymes with app. Back in just a bit on seven twenty WGN.